formation of what we're doing with this Twilight Zone series, uh, five five blocks of 10 episodes each, uh, probably two in the new calendar year, uh, but things always change. I was listening to an episode the other day and we were talking about something. Uh, it wasn't with you, it was with Will, I think it was. And uh, we we're talking about what's coming on next. So I was like, that's completely untrue. And uh, that, <laughs> that is a lie. I'm just lying. Uh, I didn't know it then, but I know it now. Uh, but uh, yes, Twilight Zone. And we're rounding out this 10. We didn't rank people who are like all over, Jay. Yeah, I realised as we ended. Let's do that I... now. Yes. Uh, people are like all over. I So yeah, walking distance, it's a good life. On Thursday, we leave for home. Time enough at last. The masks. Nightmare at 20,000 feet. Where is everybody? Long live Walter Jameson in praise of Pip. I would... I would probably either put it as new number eight or new number seven. I think I prefer Where Is Everybody? Pilot episode is trapped, is, is alone in the place, yeah. and then he realizes. No, no yeah. I, oh, sorry. I, <laughs> oh, you're thinking. It's the very first episode. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, um, uh, I'd say seven. Oh. I don't know. That's, that's similar. They are very similar uh, in concept. Uh, okay. Go on, what do you think? I'm happy with either way, really. I think the twist was push, pushes it over for me. All right, that's good. Yeah, that, I, yeah. I, was, I was leaning the same way, really. Uh, yeah. Just wanted to, yeah. Okay, so we're going to do new number seven of People Are Alike all over. And we've got Ooh. a whole new episode, People Are Alike. Everywhere. There we go. Uh, we've got a new episode now, and we won't forget to rank it because we will have to wait. The our humble listeners will have to wait an entire year to find out if we forget. Uh, less than a year. Less than a year. A uh, little, little less than a year. Anyway, uh, perchance to dream the simple story yes. of a horny man having a wet dream. <laughs> uh, yes. Being afraid that's, that he will. That's die. a way to describe it. Uh, um, opening narration: twelve o'clock noon. An ordinary scene, an ordinary city. Lunchtime, there are thousands of ordinary people. To most of them, this owl will be a rest, a pleasant break in a day's routine. To most, but not all. To Edward Hall, time is an enemy, and the hour to come is a matter of life or death. Great rhyming there. To most, but not all. To Edward Hall. <laughs> um, really I, feeling I, the, uh, the Shakespeare roots in the title. Well, yes. What's the, I, I've never been a Shakespeare fan. Uh, what have we, yes, I've got this here. Therein lies the rub. To sleep, yes. perchance to dream. Aye, there's the rub. Uh, yeah, for in that sleep of death, what dreams may come. Uh, mm. Twilight Zone, yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, in the Twilight Zone. Have you ever watched the Robin Williams movie, What Dreams May Come? No. It's not good. Okay. <laughs> I won't add it to the list. Though. Yeah, don't watch it. Uh, I so did more is... watch oh, go Goodwill Hunting though recently. Oh, great movie. It was really good. Very good movie. Right. <laughs> uh, so this is written by Charles Beaumont, uh, who 
Have we had a Charles Beaumont yet? I think we have. Anyway, um, we're doing everything out of order. So, uh, yeah, Charles Beaumont, wonderful writer who wrote many, 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 many Twilight Zones and then, in, unfortunately, in his later years, uh, succumbed to dementia. And so had to have a ghostwriter who would uh, finish the scripts from his original stories in some cases and uh, all that sort of thing. But here, you know, he's fully cognant, congiant. Cognient, cognate. No, it's not that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, some a word. He's got something. Yeah. Yes, he's he, at this time. He's great, and uh, this is directed by Robert Flory. I should always look these things up beforehand, but I never do. Did he direct another episode? Let's find out now. He directed lots of episodes. He directed the. Well, no, he directed three. Uh, he directed uh, the Fever. Which is the one with the uh, gambling, uh, the walking, talking, uh, one armed bandit gambling machine? That's great. And the Long Morrow, which I do believe will open our second series of episodes. Um, oh, nice. I, yeah, yeah. Great episode. Great. Uh, no, that's a lie. Uh, the next one will be Will the Real Martian Please Stand Up? But after that is the Long Morrow. Um, to say the adjective I would use to describe it could be a spoiler, so I won't. Uh, this is the story of a man who comes into a uh, the I put here the sweaty and distressed Richard Conti, uh, <laughs> who very sweaty, in, very sweaty, very distressed, very good performance, <laughs> and comes into John Larcher's uh, therapist's office, who we last saw as the Anthony Freeman, the most dad. caring doctor I've ever seen. Such a lovely man. I think it's because he's got <laughs> a son at home that he's afraid of, uh, so he has to constantly. Oh, don't worry. Yeah, uh, you're, you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, towards the last five, like last few minutes, his interaction with the nurse, which we'll get to, we'll, we'll get there. But like, <laughs> I don't think but... I laugh as much as any uh, any you know comedy as the sudden jump out of the window and that horribly awkward fade to him sat bored on his chair. I think that is a in an episode that is so well directed and full of so many great moments. That is yes. one of the worst edits I've seen in a while. Yeah, just he's hurtling himself out the window. And it's a great effect <laughs> and it's a great stunt. And they've got a really good yeah. window smash. And then, oh, hi, <laughs> Mrs. Thompson. Um, yeah. This was my second time seeing it. And I've forgotten about what happened immediately after he jumped. Like, I remembered, but then I was also like, I didn't remember the transition to him just sitting there being bored. <laughs> just sitting there being bored. We'll talk about it later. Is it a... We'll talk about it later. So let's start as we begin. Yeah, so the we see the secretary from behind, um, who's this, got this beautiful little black bob, which we'll get to in a moment. But she says, we've been expecting you, Mr. Hall. And uh, and then she go, he goes in, and we hear this story that basically he's got a serious heart issue. And yeah. that he's been having this ongoing dream uh, where he's seduced by a cat lady or a lady, you know, dressed like a cat. And he is seduced by this incredibly, you know, beautiful, luring woman played by Suzanne Lloyd named mm -hmm. Maya. And uh, she basically uh, says, you're in a dream. You can do whatever you want. Don't worry about your heart and come on this roller coaster and things will be wonderful. And the last time he fell asleep, he, the last time he woke up, he was just about to die in the dream. And so he is, has been up for a series of days, uh, terribly afraid uh, that the next time he falls asleep, he will immediately die. 
And, yes. Uh, the you know final twist in the tale is whether um, whether it's truly supernatural or whether it is just um, his own psychosis further ruining his heart. He does fall mm-hmm. asleep and he does immediately die. Um, yeah. However, the, the the best element of the episode is these extended dream sequences with Suzanne Lloyd as this sexual being and um, and uh, Richard Conti as this uh, sweaty, feverish man. And the, they're yeah. wonderfully shot and wonderfully dreamy and wonderfully spooky. And, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Very effective, yeah. Uh, what, what's your relationship with this? You said this was the second time. Uh, so uh, uh, is this one you've liked before? Is this one you've liked again? Yeah. No, yeah, I remember when I first saw it um, a while ago. It was probably over two years now. Um, uh, it was like one of my favorite ones that I'd yeah. seen. Um, I mean, you know, I'm a big David Lynch guy. Yes. <laughs> and then Dreams. And I was like, oh, this is really good. Mm. Um, and I love the cinematography. Um, the dream sequence, I think, is just like, incredibly done for the 19 it was 50s wasn't it this was 59 yeah the 27th the 27th of november for 1959 i mean obviously if you're watching it now you can tell like obviously some things are kind of obscured to make it look better on the Mm. like on the corners which is with that dreamy dreamy lens exactly but this is the thing in this case it all works to the episode's advantage because it all yes. works to that dream logic. You know, I'm perfectly yeah. fine with them just hiring that, uh, you know, Eddie Ma this as the barker and there's nobody else in the carnival. And we just yeah. see the cat lady stand and the even, I mean, obviously it wasn't an artistic choice at all to have the roller scope at uh, the roller scooter, the roller coaster be uh, superimposed yeah. and all that sort of thing. That wasn't an artistic yeah. choice, but it does add this dreamy, frightening yeah. layer to it. Uh, that works so works. well. Yeah, I, lo- I love um, when people shoot like dream sequences and there's like mistakes and things that seem kind of odd. Mm. Like uh, in Mulholland Drive when they're eating at the diner and then all the food's gone. And then it, <laughs> yeah. when, when, it, when they leave, it cuts back and all the food's there again. Yeah, I think a lot just... of, there's a lot of times, I think, it, you know what it is? It's when it's films that have a dream twist and yeah. so many times you, people use that as such a bullshit excuse of like, you know, well, well it was all a dream. So that's why, um, you know, uh, that's yeah. that's why the, the entire plot didn't make any sense. <laughs> so it's like, you know, OK, yeah. you're stretching it a bit farther. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I think the biggest strength for me is is the performances at this time around as well as that yes. brilliant Josh D. Clemens um, cinematography. Richard Conti is just so haggard. And, mm. you know, you can completely believe that he hasn't been asleep in days. And God knows what he's been doing to keep himself up. You know, I'm sure if it was a more modern script, they'd talk about pills. He talks a little bit about pills. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I can really see something, you know, getting a bit more... Uh, explicit with what he's taking to keep himself up and you know i've got to yeah. stay up i've got to keep walking um he's a the tiredest man in the world yeah well, how long have you stayed up for us a time i'm trying to think what my longest day has been um, it's been on the it was on the cruise because know. like what you're working till 12 and then sometimes you're out 
with friends until four or whatever. And then sometimes you might have an early shift. So I think oh. I did a very, very long day, but right. I've never done a, like a, I don't know, an all day or I've never done 24 hours. I don't think. I don't know. I mean, probably it's maybe 20 hours. Mm. And then I just passed out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, so, yes, I can understand Mr. Conti's. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Conti's fatigue. I, I, wonder, I wonder how it would be written today with all the uh, like urban myths about like sleep paralysis. No, uh, mm, about yeah. like the this like what's the one, the sleep experiment thing. What's that? Tell where, me there's, where there's that thing where they had like an experiment where they just kept people awake, mm-hmm. um, and then they started like going crazy and yeah, seeing things. Well, you would do, wouldn't you? And then, yeah. Uh, Wait, what's the? I don't know. Give it a Google. I know the movie yeah. Before I Wake, starring little Jacob Tremblay, uh, directed by Mike Flanagan. Uh, I love Mike Flanagan. Yeah, it's Mike great. Flanagan's great. Uh, the the initial story about this uh, painting, uh, and if you look long enough at the painting, if you keep looking at the painting, then eventually it will change. And that, from the off, sort of sets this sensibility of. Is this all fake? Is this a dream? Is he just choosing to see it? Is that what this is? Is he choosing purposefully to, uh, yeah, to see a, a vision, a vision? Because uh, it is, it, it's a, for as much as it is a nightmare, it's also incredibly sexy. And it's also this, mm-hmm. this fantastical element to it. Suzanne Lloyd is this incredibly attractive woman. I, I found an interview with Suzanne Lloyd, which I've got some gems from. Uh, which I'll tell you about in a minute. Okay. Uh, but um, yeah, Maya the Cat Lady is this entrancing, but, but again, dangerous, murderous, and, yes. and otherworldly. Very sinister, sinister laugh. Sinister laugh, sinister. She's a cat lady. Yeah. She's not just yes. sexy woman. She is a creature. She's creature-esque. She's monstrous mm-hmm. in, in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is that allure that uh, gives the episode yeah. its fear and wonderful exoticism. I did, I did find it funny um, when he described how she had cat's eyes and then the soundtrack immediately went, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, I like the bit where they talk together and, she, and he's going, no, oh, but you're a dream. And lots of times in this sort of thing, he goes, no, I'm real. And he goes, I know that. And that, again, sets you on a different path of she knows she's a dream. And so that supernatural mm-hmm. element of I know I'm a dream and I'm a dream in you. I'm, I'm a figment of your imagination who has the explicit purpose to kill you. <laughs> and uh, that yeah. is that's even more frightening. Um, yeah. The. I, yeah. Again, very erotic. Take me in there, Edward. It's dark inside. It's dark and soft. And then <laughs> the wonderful Richard Conti. How can I argue with a dream? Uh, which feels <laughs> very Pacino. I don't know. I said it Pacino-esque because I felt some Pacino. I felt a Pacino coming through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we come to, again, yeah, the twist. He wakes up. Uh, well, no, he, he stops telling his dream. Yeah. And then he walks out into the secretary's office. And it's Maya. Now, what do you think? What do you think of this? Do you think it's a bit too cute? Do you think it... Because I know that, again, we're getting now into the thing of what is dream logic? What is supernatural? What is real in the first place? The fact that Maya, I always, I think, I, again, I remember it wrongly 
Because I then mm-hmm. think um, every time when John Larch goes, Mrs. Thompson, can you come in here, please? I always think it's going to be some blonde woman or something. But it is, it is Maya. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. is the it I th- is I Susan think, Lloyd. I, I think it's a good choice because I think if you interpret it as him, like, if, if you interpret it as he's had this dream before, but maybe the woman had a different face and it's just because he saw the woman as he walked in. Mm. Or, yeah, okay. yeah. 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 And, and then when he dreamed in the office, it was her. And then. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you can interpret it in a few ways, really. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Uh, just that wonderful roller coaster. I mean, you know, Maya's evil laugh and the, mm-hmm. the almost constant inclination. In, inclining and <laughs> hold on Edward and and, uh, and and yeah of course as we've already talked about him absolutely running that great sudden suicide jumping out the window and that you know shooting down shots into the sidewalk and then that horribly awkward fade to him just sat bored mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you know the secretary is really um, mayor yeah and then uh, that bitter cruel at least he died peacefully and uh, no. obviously, it's the far, yeah, the furthest. What is it? I'm trying to. What was the name of the Black Mirror episode that Dan Trachtenberg directed, where it was a game? Oh, the wait, where it was a game? And it's like he 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 only actually died in two seconds, but obviously it was for us. It was this horrifying 47 minutes. It, I think it was like the it was I mean, the it, second it, it, episode it, it, of the of the of the first Netflix series, what I like to call the downhill. Oh, yes. The the one with the spider. With Wyatt Russell, yeah, with the spider, yeah. Yeah. And that, okay. that great thing of... I know what you mean. And that great thing, yeah. of, the twist of that, in that he only died in actuality in two seconds. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like White Christmas as well. Yeah. There's a great with Stephen a... King uh, short story called The Jaunt, and uh, mm-hmm. that's another one where... Uh, it's a future where time travel exists and it's called the jaunt and all that sort of thing. And if you're knocked under, if you're, if you're under gas, it, for you, it's two seconds. It's like waking up. But if you're not under gas um, and you're conscience, conscious yeah. for going through it, it's eternity. Yeah. It's and also you, like a, the, the drug they use in dread. <laughs> Yeah, dread. Yeah. Good. yeah, I like dread. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I found this interview with Suzanne Lloyd. Uh, she described it as an absolute dream come true working on the Twilight Zone. So she really, you know, um, she said they want you to be in a Twilight Zone, and she agreed straight away before reading the script. And she, mm-hmm. her big, the first thing that she was talking about in this interview was just elaborating the reputation of the Twilight Zone at that time, the reputation mm-hmm. of Serling's writing reputation not just of sailing but of the cinematography and the cast and the crew and the actors that get brought in it really was even at these early earliest stages uh, the show to be on and uh, yeah i mean you can it, it's good to hear that sorry because a lot of the writing at the time you, all you hear about is just the uh commercial bomb that it was and the, mm-hmm. all the and it was constant struggling for him but it's it's nice to hear these interviews of the actors at the time um, just saying, no, actually, it was a dream come true, and it was a wonderful yeah. show to be on. Um, Especially, what is this like nine nine episodes in? 
yeah, it's not long at all. This is just word of mouth. Um, so she said that Serling walked up to her one day and said Serling was very quiet, very unassuming. And uh, she just said that, uh, thank you. This is very special to me. And meeting you is the icing on the cake. And he thanked me. So again, Suzanne Lloyd seems to be a very nice woman. Uh, so obviously 1959, you can't just tape it and record it and all that sort of thing. So she had to see it that night. Mm -hmm. And she was scheduled to be on a blind date with a man. Uh, well, it wasn't exactly a blind date, but it was a stranger who would hit her up. And uh, so she said, can we please watch this before we go on the date? Um, because, I, you know, I won't be able to watch idea. it. Uh, yeah. They watched the whole thing. And he said to her, I had no idea you were that kind of a woman. And I would like to cancel the date. So, <laughs> okay. Poor, poor Susan <laughs> of Lloyd. Yeah, I mean, would you want to show the an episode where you are a nightmare? Yeah, it's not like you can watch it forever, is it? She had to watch it there in yeah. 1959. She didn't even know. Yeah. I mean, they weren't even in syndication yet. They yeah. maybe would get a repeat in the summer. Uh, yeah. And then she says that she gets messages on her website all the time and emails. And she said she got an email from an MIT professor the other day saying about how I'm watching it again. I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, they say a dream. Okay. Yes, okay. Uh, they say a dream takes only a second or so. And yet in that a second, a man can live a lifetime. He can suffer and die. And who's to say which is the greater reality? The one we know or the one in dreams? Between heaven, the sky, the earth, in the twilight zone. Uh, I had a terrible dream. Uh, my, I was on, obviously I've been at sea and all that sort of thing. Uh, but I had a horrible, horrible lucid dream. And I woke up, and I haven't had one in so long, and I woke up in a sweat, I had a minor panic attack, you know, I, I, I just couldn't believe, and it was a nap as well, it wasn't, I was waking up in the middle of the morning, it was, a, it was a, just a lucid nap, and then I had, like, had to go to work and have my dinner, and it just so unnerved me and unsettled me, and I hadn't had one in so, so long, and uh, yeah, that and again, I've been I've been watching a little bit. I've been watching some Lynch again. I've been I rewatched Mulholland Drive again the other day, and and so it was a very nice, weird uh, context uh, to mm -hmm. return to, perchance to dream. And uh, what a pleasure it was to do it with yourself, Jay Reef. Uh, yes. Let's rank perchance to dream. So currently we have at uh, number one, number one, Walking Distance. Number two, It's a Good Life. On Thursday, we leave for home. Time enough at last. The masks. Nightmare at 20,000 feet. People are alike all over. Where is everybody? Long live Walter Jameson and in praise of Pip. Where do we want to put Beat Perchance to Dream? Uh, I'm happy. Um, hmm. I think definitely not cracking the top four. No. Do we prefer the masks? I think I prefer the masks. I prefer the masks, and I do prefer Nightmare at 20,000 feet. Yeah, I think... I think seven... Is that seventh? Yeah. Seven works for me. Yeah, seven's a good spot. I think, yeah, seven. Yeah. Lock that in, which gives us our first 10J. That locks us in there. Our Yay. first ranked 10 episodes, and we've got 10 uh, coming up. Uh, you know what? We can... Whenever they come out, that may change, but uh, we can reveal what the next 10 are going to be. I've got those... Uh, I've got those here. Next 10, uh, which will be coming out currently, are scheduled to come out in uh, March to May. 
next year. Will the real Martian police stand up? The Long Morrow, The Silence, Third from the Sun, The Monsters are due on Maple Street, Static, A Stop at Willoughby, Nick of Time, To Serve Man and The Invaders. There are a lot of uh, big ticket episodes there. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, and, then oh, I, yeah. and then I always think, oh, have I put all the good ones in one chunk? And then I look at what we've got left and I go, oh, no. We have so <laughs> many other excellent ones to look at as well. Yes. So uh, lots and lots to look forward to. Excellent stuff. Jay, uh, the pleasure was all mine. Thank you.